Welcome to Flashback to a Fabulous Future with Cheryl Johnson. Over the next hour, you'll learn how the past influences the future and how you can create a fabulous future for yourself. Now, here's Cheryl. Welcome to Flashback to a Fabulous Future. We are on a journey to understand the past so that we can move forward into the future with focus and energy. Today, we're going to be talking about the Gilded Age. The Gilded Age in U.S. history refers to the period from 1870 to the early 1900s. It was a time of rapid economic growth, expansion of industry, and significant technological innovation. However, with all good things, it was also an era of significant wealth inequality, exploitation of labor, and rampant corruption. So let's explore some of the benefits and challenges of this important, but often overlooked time in our history. So some important things happened during this time. Let's cover a couple of them. The U.S. economy grew rapidly, powered by new industries like steel, oil, railroads, and technology. The GDP more than doubled during this period. New inventions like the light bulb, telephone, and typewriter fundamentally transformed American life and spurred further innovation. Immigration surged, fueling economic expansion and adding to the country's ethnic and cultural diversity. And business entrepreneurs like Carnegie, Rockefeller, Vanderbilt, and others amassed huge fortunes that funded philanthropic causes and infrastructure projects. But yes, there were some challenges, so let's go over some of those. Labor abuses were rampant as workers, including women and children, faced long hours, low pay, dangerous conditions, and little power or legal protections. Income and wealth inequality soared to gilded age levels, with the richest 1% owning more wealth than the bottom 90%. Charity could not compensate for low wages. Political corruption was widespread due to the outsized influence of big business on government, and public distrust of elites grew and grew. Urban poverty increased as immigrants and rural migrants crowded into slums with inadequate facilities. Public health problems worsened. Economic booms were frequently followed by devastating busts that caused high unemployment and social instability. Sounds a little bit like something we're going through today. So in summary, while the Gilded Age saw unprecedented economic growth and technological progress, it was also characterized by systemic problems of exploitation, inequality, corruption, and unchecked greed at the top, giving rise to its gilded or thinly plated nickname. Both its benefits and challenges shaped the reform movements that followed. These reforms aimed to curb the systemic problems exposed during the Gilded Age, from labor exploitation to monopolistic control of the economy. The Settlement House movement established neighborhoods in urban slums to provide social services, education, and vocational training for the poor. Figures like Jane Addams founded groups like Hull House that aimed to lift people out of poverty. 
child labor laws were passed at the state and federal level to protect children from long hours and hazardous working conditions in factories and mines. The laws set minimum ages and limited work hours for children. Trust busting broke up large monopolies through legal action and new regulations. Presidents like Theodore Roosevelt used the Sherman Antitrust Act to curb the concentration of economic power and political influence held by corporations. Workers' rights expanded through labor laws establishing maximum work hours, minimum wages, bans on child labor, and protections for organizing unions. Laws like this aim to curb exploitation of workers during the Gilded Age. The populist movement advocated political reforms like the initiative, referendum, and recall to give citizens more direct control over laws and representatives they saw as beholden to corporate interests. The social gospel movement and expansion of charities, missions, and other religious responses sought to minister to the spiritual and material needs of the urban poor created by industrialization and unfettered capitalism. In summary, these reforms arose in response to, once again, these vast inequalities, exploitation of labor, and corrupt domination of politics by big business that characterized the Gilded Age. They aimed to empower workers, break up monopolies, regulate industry, and provide relief for the poor through social services, labor laws, and political reforms. So let's talk about some individual people and their thoughts on these reforms. Here are some quotes from Jane Addams, who emphasized the dignity of labor and the need for social justice reforms to help workers and the urban poor. On the topic of dignity of labor, she said, all labor that contributes anything to the world is dignified and deserves both honor and comfort. In addition, she said, we are beginning to recognize the dignity of all work that makes the lives of men happier and more bearable. Here are some of her thoughts on reforming social injustice. Justice seems to me to signify the giving to every human being that which is, in fact, and not in name, his or hers. Another quote from her is, The moment one form of inequality is removed, our moral perception enables us to discover another. She had lots of quotes, so here's another one. The hardest and most persistent form of inequality has been in the economic field, but shortly this form will be acknowledged as politically unsound and morally unfair. And charity might alleviate the worst effects of a system, but if the system remained untouched and there seemed to be no remedy for the evils it produced. So let's look at her thoughts on the settlement house movement. Our common interests are so vast, the needs we recognize so overwhelming, that any effort to meet them becomes at once a united movement for the cultural and spiritual life of the masses of men. As these quotes illustrate, Adams believes strongly in the dignity of all labor and the importance of social justice reform to rectify economic injustice and help improve conditions for workers and the poor. She saw the Settlement House movement as one facet of a larger effort to uplift and unite all of society. 
So let's look at some other people. Here's some quotes of African-American women leaders advocating for women's suffrage in the early 1900s. Ida B. Wells wrote in 1913, the double burden which all colored women carry, that of race and sex, makes the fight for their enfranchisement doubly bitter. She argued black women needed the vote both to combat lynching and racial injustice as well as gender-based oppression. Then Mary Church Terrell wrote in 1901, white women are not the only women there are. There are black women, brown women, and red women, and all of these women today need the right to vote. She explained how black women were disproportionately affected by issues like poverty, labor exploitation, and lynching, making the vote all the more crucial. Anna Julia Cooper wrote in 1892 that universal suffrage was the apex of the movement for human rights. She believed black women needed the vote in order to wield our full power for the welfare and peace of the race. Cooper saw women's suffrage as inseparable from racial justice. Mary McLeod Bethune argued that women's suffrage movement ignored the double handicap facing black women who experienced both racism and sexism. She saw enfranchisement as a critical tool in the struggle for racial uplift and economic empowerment of African-Americans. These African-American women leaders eloquently highlighted how the double burden of racism and sexism shaped their perspectives and demands for suffrage, which they saw not only as gender justice issue, but inseparable from the larger struggle for racial equality and empowerment within the Black community. By highlighting their double burden of racism and sexism, these leaders illuminated how gender justice issues were inextricably linked to the struggle for racial justice and equality within the African-American community. Women's suffrage, while important in its own right, took on added urgency and significance as a tool to combat racial oppression and discrimination. Their perspectives, shaped by the unique experience of Black women, brought an important dimension to the larger women's suffrage movement. They advocated not only for universal enfranchisement on principle, but also as a means of empowering Black women and their community. As you will note, this shows the value of having leaders representing multiple identities and facets of oppression within social movements. Without the voices and perspectives of African-American women, the suffrage movement likely would have remained narrower in focus and less effective in enacting truly universal enfranchisement. In summary, these examples illustrate quite powerfully how, for many African-American women leaders, women's suffrage was inextricably linked to the broader struggle for racial justice and equality. Let's take a break for a few minutes, and then when we come back, I will share with you a fiction story that will highlight a lot of these issues. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Sometimes you need to look back to look forward. History is prologue. Has there ever been a time where history did not repeat itself for better or for worse? 
Listen to Flashback to a Fabulous Future, where we will explore ancient history, modern history, and personal history to see how we can use history to motivate and inspire you to create a fabulous future for yourself. The fifth principle of cooperative management is all about education. We rely on education, particularly historical education, to empower you. Flashback to a Fabulous Future with Cheryl Johnson. Weekly episodes available on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Welcome back to Flashback to a Fabulous Future. Hopefully you are learning the tools you need to build a fabulous future for yourself. Now, let's get back to the show with Cheryl. Welcome back. So let me share a fiction story that will further illuminate these types of issues that we discussed in the prior segment. Once upon a time, a country was just a collection of farms and small towns. People worked with their hands and lived simple lives. But clouds were forming on the horizon. New machines appeared that could do the work of many men. Steam engines powered by coal brought the machines to life. People flooded to the cities to work in these new factories. A poor farm girl named Lucy moved with her family to the city, hoping for a better life. But the city was crowded and dirty. Lucy worked long hours in the factory for very little pay. There was very little peace and happiness. Lucy met other young women in similar situations. They began to talk of justice and rights. A movement was stirring, an idea that women deserve the same opportunities as men. Lucy and her friends joined protests and rallies calling for the right to vote. They faced significant scorn and violence, but they did not give up. Another movement was also in the air. Alcohol consumption was incredibly high in the late 1800s and early 1900s, and statistics show that the average American over the age of 15 drank the equivalent of 2.5 gallons of pure alcohol annually during this time, nearly double today's rates. A combination of factors contributed to the rampant alcohol abuse. First, large members of European immigrants arrived who had a cultural tradition of heavy alcohol use. Second, the industrialization and urbanization of America led to crowded, unhealthy living conditions with few opportunities for recreation besides drinking. And third, the alcoholic content of popular drinks like beer and whiskey were much higher during this era. Prohibition supporters argued that alcohol fueled many social problems, citing statistics like 50% of prisoners being alcoholics and half of institutionalized mental patients being drunkards. The temperance movement gained momentum by linking alcohol to poverty, crime, and family dysfunction. This brought about a movement to alter the Constitution. They were successful in implementing the 18th Amendment to the Bill of Rights, which banned alcohol in the United States. But it did not take long for prohibition to fail. It only increased organized crime and many people simply distilled alcohol at home and sold the unregulated product. The product in some cases caused significant health problems. So after the failure of prohibition became clear, the movement shifted its focus to regulated sales of alcohol instead of outright bans. Thus, the 21st Amendment 
repealed national prohibition in 1933. Statutes were then put in place to limit alcohol advertising, distribution, and consumption, especially to minors. While prohibition was ultimately a failed social experiment, it did bring greater public awareness to the social cost of substance abuse and sparked an ongoing debate about how to minimize alcohol-related harms through education, treatment, and sensible regulation. So this story teaches that well-intentioned reforms can have unintended consequences through discourse, debate, and compromise. Society can find balanced solutions that respect personal freedoms while working to minimize social harms. On the other hand, the lessons of Lucy's journey still resonate today. New technologies bring disruption, but also opportunity. Progress requires vision, courage, and collective action. True empowerment comes through extending rights to all. By standing up for justice, we ensure a better future for coming generations. Lucy's story reminds us that we all have a part to play in the ongoing story of progress. That journey continues today. Their journey was long and hard, but new allies appeared willing to fight by their side. Their cause generated sympathy and support, and finally, after decades of struggle, women won the right to vote. Lucy cast her first ballot with pride, realizing that real change had come through persistence and solidarity. The story of Lucy reminds us that technological disruptions will always require social and political adaptations. Through open debate, compassion, and an eye towards justice, we can shape new technologies to serve humanity instead of the other way around. Grassroots activism and reinvigorated democratic institutions will be crucial to navigating this latest revolutionary era with wisdom and humanity. Today, artificial intelligence and robotics are disrupting workplaces again. Many jobs are being automated, creating anxieties about job losses and rising inequality. In the gilded or industrial age, many coped with economic stresses through excessive alcohol use fueled by higher potency drinks. Today, the opioid epidemic shows how some seek escape from hardship through substance abuse. While challenges may seem daunting, history shows that grassroots movements can affect positive change through solidarity and nonviolent resistance. Just as prohibition ultimately failed, but raised awareness of alcohol's social costs, the current opioid crisis may motivate society to provide better treatment, harm reduction strategies, and economic opportunities that reduce the draw of substance abuse. There are lots of lessons to learn from history. So how do we move forward in a way that reflects the lessons learned and still provides that vision and determination? To do that, we can build cooperative communities. We can find ways to build self-governing communities that solve local problems and build freedom-loving citizens. One of the best ways to make a difference is to invest in your family. This means taking care of them, spending quality time with them, and being financially responsible by setting aside money for future needs. By investing in your family, you are providing them with a secure foundation which will help them better navigate life's challenges. Furthermore, it sets an example for others around you and shows that supporting one another is important. Another way to support your family is to set boundaries and establish clear expectations from everyone involved. 
This helps create healthy relationships within the family unit, as well as promote respect between family members. Finally, stay positive and be willing to compromise when needed. This will ensure harmony amongst all those involved. All these efforts can have a long-lasting and positive impact on your family, society, and future generations. So make a difference today by investing in your immediate family and your national family. So in addition to investing in your family, there are other ways you can make a difference by giving back to your community. This can be done by volunteering, donating money or resources to causes that matter to you and speaking up for those who cannot do so for themselves. Making an effort to help those less fortunate than you is a powerful way of showing compassion and understanding toward others. It also helps build bridges between different social groups and encourages solidarity. Ultimately, this leads to more unified societies that have greater potential for developing solutions that benefit everyone involved. So reach out today and make a difference with your time and resources. You will be making a meaningful contribution that will leave lasting results in your local community. But most important, turn to your faith. Our country's beliefs and values stem from the Judeo-Christian faith which emphasizes love, peace, justice, mercy, humility, and forgiveness. These are the foundations of most religions worldwide and on which our laws have been built and continue to be upheld today. By returning to these essential principles and using them as guiding lights for society's future direction, we can ensure that our nation remains safe and prosperous for generations to come. You can also take time to understand the history and motivations of our founding fathers by taking our Constitution Alive course. This will enable you to form an informed opinion on their ideas and help you form a vision for the future. The course is fun, interactive, and provides a comprehensive overview of the Constitution so that you don't have to rely on information from the media, which may be biased or inaccurate. By learning about the Founding Fathers' wisdom, you can decide whether or not you agree with their views and understand how changes are implemented in this country. Take this opportunity to gain knowledge of your rights as an American citizen. Sign up today for Constitution Alive and get informed. Lastly, decide which problem or problems you want to tackle. Are there national issues you want to take on or are there issues that are local to your community? Do you want to be a leader or a contributor? What level of involvement do you want to have in solving problems? To help get started, our What Can I Do website offers valuable resources and information on a variety of topics related to issues facing our communities today. Here you will find ideas for projects, advice from experts in the field, and tips for getting organized and advocating for change. With this tool at your disposal, it's never been easier to make meaningful contributions toward cultivating positive societal change. So start exploring today and find out what you can do to make a difference. Every small action counts. And discover your inner co-oper. Are you ready to take action and make a positive impact in your community? Look no further because the Fifth Principle Learning Cooperative is here to empower you to become a problem-solving co-oper. Our mission is to bring order to chaos by building self-reliant communities through development of servant leaders who work together to solve local problems. Together, we can share our skills and resources to create a sustainable financial ecosystem that supports humanitarian, economic, and infrastructure projects.
To join our movement, ask yourself the following questions. Do you enjoy bringing people together to achieve self-reliance? Do you have a passion for making a difference in your community? Are you motivated by inspiring others to reach their full potential? Are you excited about learning new skills and knowledge? And do you want to play a role in restoring order in your local community by solving problems? If you answered yes to any of these questions, we invite you to join our membership group and embark on a journey of personal and professional growth. Through our educational programs, you will gain a deeper understanding of our constitution and history, develop resilience to overcome challenges, and learn about the cooperative business model as a means to revive the economy. You will also discover the principles of quiet leadership, customer service, and quality learning programs that are essential for success in business. Additionally, you will learn about the benefits of living locally and how to fund your efforts. Continue to join us in this podcast as we explore historical inflection points where freedom fighters overcame adversity and succeeded. Together, we will make our own history and come out victorious. Let's do this. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Flashback to a Fabulous Future. We hope today has helped you understand how the past influences the future and created the present. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.